You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. It is 2023. How you doing, Christina Dennis? I'm doing wonderful, Damon Frank. How are you? I am doing great. I'm so excited. This is our first show together here for 2023. It is January 5th, 2023. We're coming to you in the afternoon this time. Normally, we are early risers and making it happen, but we thought, you know, (laughs) this time let's break it up a little bit. And yeah, and I'm still coming on. You're lying, right? I don't know about you, but... January 5th is really uh, January 1st for me, you know, like it takes a little bit of time to get that back online. <laughs> I I hear you. I hear you knocking. You know what? It has been a it's been a roller coaster in recovered life this last five days. A lot of stuff has happened. We had a little quiet period uh, because I know that mm-hmm. people wanted to take time off. A lot of the coaches, stuff like that. I know yes. you and I took a couple of days off and um, it's good to be back, though. It's good to be back. I'm excited about 2023. Um, so happy new year to everybody, everybody that listened and right up front, Christina, I want to thank everyone, uh, that supported us in 2022. Uh, we love all of you guys. And when we're not on air for a couple of episodes, you know, for a couple of days, people reach out and want to know when, where the shows are. And thank you. That means the world to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so, um, you know, the community and that's what recovered life is all about, right? We're a family. And it means a lot, a lot. You, you know, Christina, um, you know, speaking of the whole family community side of this, um, I'm really excited because I think 2022 brought a lot of really great stuff. And, you know, this show that we do with the Recovered Life show where you and I, uh, you know, kind of co-host these episodes, we talk about our recovered life a lot, what's right. going on with us. And, you know, when we were talking, we said, you know what, the name of the show, if we were going to name it, because I'm into names. I like names. It would be yes. definitely from challenges to triumphs, right? Good like, word. yes, because there was a lot of stuff that happened in 2022. Yes, not only recover life, but in our own personal lives. And I think that uh, the one thing that you and I always talk about is, is how important it is to share from your personal perspective so people can see that no matter how much quote, time you have in sobriety, there are still challenges and things that we have to do. And I just, I love being able to share. I get that feedback from people. Thank you so much for telling me about whatever, the conversation you had with your husband, because that really helped me in future, you know, conversations. And I now know like that it still keeps going. Like there are still things to learn and improve upon. And I think it's really important. You know what it is. And I think that, um, you know, I think a lot of the times when we're talking, when we're there on, whether we're on clubhouse or YouTube mm-hmm. or wherever you see this, a lot of times what people will say is that like, you know, they forget that we're also in recovery. We also have all the stuff that we're talking about, you know, a, a large amount of the stuff that we talk about is ripped from the headlines as they say, exactly. it's our own life, you know? And, um, I think 2022, if I was going to rank it, was it my best year in recovery? Was it my worst year in recovery? I don't think it was the best or worst, um, mm-hmm. but it was definitely interesting. It was definitely <laughs> interesting. I don't know about you, Christina, but. Oh, yes, you do. Because <laughs> I've been telling you. Yes. Yes, it was. It was. And it's it's natural to take that 
you know, timing of every year that we close down and do our holiday thing and spend time with family to do the review. And I think it's really, really important because as I was thinking about the things that happened in 2022, I realized, wow, well, I really overcame quite a bit. And it was important to, to think about it and recognize and just kind of give myself a little, you know, a little hug, a little soul hug about, wow, I was busy. I was really busy. It was a busy year. I would say it was a, a busy year. I would also say it was a transition year for mm -hmm. me, uh, you, you know, oh, yeah. and what I mean by that is there's some years in recovery that are building years, right? There's some mm -hmm. that are transition years where you're leaving one modality and moving into another. I always say recovery is a lot like an onion. You're just keep peeling back the layers and you can never really get to the core, right? It's a gobstopper. Right. It's a giant yes. gobstopper. Gobstopper. You just got to keep licking until you get to another layer. And I bad analogy, I know, but it, you know, that is what this year was for me. I felt it was a transition year. I was moving from one way of life into another way of life. Oh, totally, totally. I mean, midlife, that's what it's all about. And, you know, knowing that, knowing that there's never really an end takes all the perfectionist game out for me. It's never yeah. really done. So it doesn't matter. There is not an ability to 100% pass the test because the test is not real. And uh, maybe that sounds a little like, woo, -woo but it really helps. Yeah, I think, you know, it's not real. And I think that it, there, there is no, no, like, Hey, we're finished, Christina, like mm -hmm. sobriety. It's like that, you know, I think the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says you can't be just, uh, be done with it. Right. It's something that right. goes on and on and on. And it's true. And I think one of the things like it's the new good. year is, it is good. That it's I, good. So I got yeah. But one of the things with the new, with the new year, we deal with a lot of people who are new to sobriety because it's mm -hmm. the new year's resolution. Like maybe right. you're a problem drinker, maybe you're not. So with coaching, there's a lot going on in the new year with that. But I, I always tell people that are just starting the journey that it really, you don't really want the journey to have an ending. You just want it no. to keep unfolding and unfolding. It's not a place that you start and finish in. It's a place that you unfold and unfold and unfold. And I felt this year, you know, I learned a lot of stuff about myself. I learned a mm -hmm. lot of stuff about my recovery dealing, you know, with recovered life. Um, right. I know you did too. So in this episode, we wanted to share a couple of stuff, our, our challenges right. and triumphs that we had this year. Um, I know you had a big one with family, right? Like, yes, it yes. was a the big first... family year for you. It was. And I, and I, I loved being able to talk about it with people, you know, in, in our rooms, but my mother passed and my mother was estranged uh, per her choice. You know, I don't know if addiction was part of her story or not um, because she was a very, very private person, but I had not physically seen her since I was 17 years old. And uh, that's longer than I'd like to share. I'm, I don't want to do the math. I'm not good at math, but um, what it told me um, was there was this feeling of, well, now we'll never be able to have that closure. And there was a lot of sadness around that. While I'm not going to ever be able to repair this relationship, that thought is done. But then I got, you know, read a couple of books. I'm a, a, a lifelong learner. And I started realizing, 
I can really repair the relationship after she has passed. I can still speak to her. It's done. You know, whatever the inner turmoil was for her, uh, I, I was her only child and or I am her only child, you know, the vernacular. But I really was able to have the grief, let go of the dream that that we would have this huge reconciliation and it was kind of closing a chapter and entering into a new chapter, uh, even in my relationship with her, if that makes sense. And so now, as I've talked to people, I've grieved, I've done the work, I've been able to truly believe in my heart that I hope that she is at peace and I hope that she knows um, that uh, I'm okay too. And that's a really, that's kind of amazing place. When I first got sober, I don't think I ever thought that that was something that I could do. Yeah. You know what it is? It's, you know, when we were going over the episode and you were talking about like some of the things that had happened to you this year in retrospect, mm -hmm. what were the challenges and the triumphs? Uh, I really related to, you know, we did that episode. I think we did an episode the day that your mother passed away. Yes. Or that you found out that your mother passed away. And, you know, and I I remember getting off that episode and saying like, hey, wow, she handled that really well. Like, I don't know if I would have been able oh. to handle that well. But you have really good perspective about where you fit mm -hmm. in, you know, mm -hmm. good boundaries. Thank Obviously, you. you're the boundaries mm -hmm. person, right? Like, and I was thinking, exactly. you know. I had a similar situation. It wasn't a death necessarily, but there were a lot of people that were in my life where I thought I was in acceptance that, hey, this is just the way that it is, right? And oh, I yes. realized through it, like, okay, I wasn't totally in acceptance. I was in acceptance with this hope that, well, something's going to happen and it's going to shift, right? And um, that wasn't really true acceptance because I think I was pinning everything on, well, it's going to shift someday. Right. And it will shift someday, but maybe not the way that I had scripted out. I think I really got into acceptance was a big thing for me. It's like, also, you know, I shared a lot, um, in, on clubhouse the last couple of days. And I wrote this blog post for recovered life about the acceptance, Christina of my personality after mm. 29 years sober, right? Like, so <laughs> After 29 years sober, I realized it's like, look, I'm not a person that like fits into the easy does it mold and all that other kind of stuff. <laughs> like I love those and those work yes. for me, but it's like, I'm just not that. And I, and I fought some, some, some things in my personality um, and I never truly accepted it, but I fought some things in my personality because I was told, I think through, honestly, I'm just going to be honest, 12 steps that no, it had mm -hmm. to be like this. I, I perceived it like that. I don't know if it, right. I don't believe that was the 12 steps, but I perceived it with this group that yes. I was in and it was the wrong perception. It was like, um, I'm just not that person. Like I'm just right. not that person. And I just accepted it. And there's been a lot more peace because I don't have that inner turmoil. I, I love Christina. that. I love that. you not like that acceptance piece uh, I feel like that is a huge moment in our lives as we start to accept ourselves and we don't have to run around convincing other people that it's okay to be the way we are. You know, we don't, we don't, I don't have to run around convincing people. And it was interesting within that family dynamic, uh, speaking to some family members, I 
instantly went back there. But because of the hard work that I've done around family systems, adult child of dysfunction work, I really got to see, you know, six months later after the death, I could look at that and say, wow, I, I really did handle it well because I had done the work. I had done the work prior and it was like the, okay, this is finished. And now I get to move yeah. forward with peace. Well, you know what? I think it's, it's along the lines of the acceptance thing. And I was talking about, I think so many times we say, you know, we've handled it, but really it's a handling because mm -hmm. things unpack over Ooh. a period of time. You know, and yes. I know knowing you personally, I know like that, that situation. And also my, my, my situation with acceptance, it unpacks over time. So over time, I learn like how to be more accepting, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so yes. it, does, it doesn't happen all at once. I, I say it's like an unfolding. You that know, is it's, it's so totally good. Oh, I'm really excited because I think that I, that is such a good explanation of what acceptance is. So often, uh, and I mean, I'll just say for me, I thought acceptance was something that you flip the switch and you were okay with everything. But honestly, it took me time to continue to visit the language of acceptance, to understand it, and to think in it. And it is it is not an overnight process. There is not some little area over that you can move these people. Okay, now I completely accept it. It's that commitment every day to go back to the new language of acceptance and really feel it. So I love the way that you just explained that. You know what? That's so good. I know uh, with acceptance and with family members and friends, I know that was a big thing for you that you talked with, like number two on your list had mm -hmm. to do with relationships, right? Like, and I think everybody went through that. Like, I don't know anyone because I do believe we went from a COVID era, right? To we're still in the COVID thing, honestly, yes. but it's different now. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the event and I'll wear a mask or I won't or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like life did, we realized that life needed to go on. Like right. kind of more of a stoic <laughs> version, I always say, like the stoics, it's, you know, Marcus Aurelius, I always say like mm -hmm. in coaching, like Marcus Aurelius wrote a lot about a pandemic because he was in a pandemic and he talks about those transitional times, right? Like, so I think you had that with relationships too. I know you were sharing with me. Totally, totally. Um, relationships, you know, my relationship with my son who turned 18, my marriage, my friends, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I came from 12 steps and, you know, there was a lot of uh, saying, you know, expectations or resentments in the making, but I'm very, very human. And so I, definitely still have expectations sometimes. I, I, of course I do, but I don't condemn myself for not uh, being a person who is automatic, automatically, oh, I, I totally accept you and I, I don't have any expectations. What I do is every day make that decision and that choice to continue to double down on things are exactly as they're supposed to be. Things are exactly, I am learning something from this. I am moving forward this is going to be really interesting yeah. whenever we've moved into that place. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, we're, but we both have, we both have 17, 18 year olds, right? Like, so yes, that whole thing. And that, you know, for me, uh, I think the theme of, you know, transitions, right. W w mm -hmm. was big for me. I mean, my daughter's turning 18. We had a, we had a routine and a way of life. You know, she's going away to college next year. There's a lot, 
there's so much going on with that. And it's, it's, it's interesting because this is, I would say a big, even with 29 years of sobriety, this is a big, you know, relationship in my life that is changing. Right. And I yes. know for me, um, I, I, you know, we talk about this a lot in the recovered life show. It's like, I'm okay with change. I matter of fact, mm -hmm. I have to have it, but at the same time, change will screw me up a lot. Right. Like, so right. I have to be like, I'm a systems guy, but I'm also mm -hmm. like, I like change. I like being at the front. And sometimes those two conflict. And I think the feeling of like, okay, relationships change, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm not going to be driving her to school or going to the sports events and stuff on a regular, but you know, cause she's not going to college near us. So it's, you know, it's a huge transition. Now, you know, catch me this summer and I'll be in the middle of that transition. I'll probably be more emotional about it. Right. But right. You know, it's such a big, you know, part of my life. She's such a big part of my life on a day to day that like being able to embrace change with grace mm -hmm. is something that I've realized, like it, it kind of goes with the acceptance part of it is like having grace to say, okay, you know what? Like there are times where things end and new things begin. And I used to oh. hang so tight on the shit. Um, even clients and all that kind of stuff. Right. My consulting mid like, and I don't, and like, I understand, I feel like I have it. I more of an acceptance now that it's like Beautiful. things change and you know, it's okay to let go. Um, mm -hmm. God will bring something else to replace that. Th that's been my experience in recovery. Right. It's scary. I mean, that's scary for me. You know, my son turned 18. Uh, the, the people, you know, that he, uh, is on the spectrum and nonverbal and there's some mental capacity there. And so I had to really walk through that stuff. And it, there was a lot of grief in that. And it's, um, I love him. I love him as he is. I've worked very, 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 um, not hard on that. I don't want to say that, but I've, I've, I've really examined what acceptance means as far as a role as a mother and allowing, um, another person to have their own path. But these were, I mean, when you go in front of a judge to take away your adult child's rights, because you need to protect them, that is grief. And, um, and so I was, I showed a lot of grace for myself and yeah. I wasn't worried that if I shared about that grief, that people would judge me, um, as a mother. And, um, and that's really complicated. And what I know about recovery is that there, and people in recovery is we have complicated lives. We just do. And it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. You know, I used to think that if I was good, only good things would happen to me, like somehow I could control that. And just understanding that I can't control it. And it's not a report card. I'm not being bad if something crashes into my life. That isn't the way it works. And it might sound oversimplified, but I meet a lot of people that have that kind of same perspective. Why is this happening to me? What did I do? Um, you know, what can I do to change it? What is it? What is my role in this? And being able to talk about it, you know, I use a therapist and a coach and show up at the recovered life meetings just like you and share. Yeah. And that's how we make it through without drinking. 
That is, you know what? And I think that this idea of being honest with ourselves and being able to do, and a, a lot of people have these challenges. It's not just us. Like one of the great things mm -hmm. you learn in recovery is that other people are going through things as well. So more to come mm -hmm. on this. Um, we're going to take a quick little break here and we're going to be back. And just to tease this a little bit, we're going to, we're going to go the big, big fail that we had this year in our own personal recovery or things that we want to work in. Christina and I are going to share that when we come back after this very quick break. Are you tired of feeling alone in your struggles with dysfunction in your family? Are you ready to find practical solutions, healing, and community? Then join Meredith Wycliffe Wednesdays at 5 p.m. for Healing Within Dysfunctional Families. This one-hour peer support meeting is a safe and supportive space for deep conversation about the impact of dysfunction on our lives and how to find practical solutions and healing. Meredith understands firsthand the challenges and pain of growing up in a dysfunctional family, and she's here to help you find hope and healing. Together, we can overcome the challenges of our past and create a brighter future. To RSVP for Healing Within Dysfunctional Families, just visit recoveredlife.us and click on find your group. Don't miss this opportunity for support, healing, and community. We'll see you this Wednesday at 5 p.m. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show. And we're back from the break. So good. I can't, guys, just FYI, uh, Meredith, which we mentioned there, definitely check that room out. It's going to be great. So we're back. We're talking from Challenges to Triumphs 2022 uh, Recovered Life Journey in Review. Christina and I are talking about ourselves, what happened in our own recovery this year, um, and so much stuff happened. We shared some wins. We shared some breakthroughs. But now, guys, we're going to share where we kind of fell short. Because uh, I think a lot of times people look at us like we have it all going on all the time. And I'll tell you, right. that's definitely not the case for me. What's your big, um, what was the big, what was the, what was the thing you didn't really hit the mark on this year, Christina? Oh, well, I got close. So that's great. Um, uh, I think that I am still working on uh, the fear of success. Uh, foreboding joy is a big one, is a big one. And uh, I think you and I have that in common. Seeking joy is is something that I haven't, it isn't a knee jerk reaction for me. Bracing for impact tends to be my initial. And so I spent a lot of time working on my nervous system. And maybe I'll feel a little better about the results in a month, you know, because Sometimes it takes me that long to catch up, but I definitely in the month of December realized that I wasn't taking care of myself as well as I should have, or as well as I could have is a better way to say it. I was, uh, you know, I pushed a little too long. I still wanted to meet other people's expectations. I still wanted to have and uh, produce like in my own life, this little holiday family and, and serve it up to people. And so I kind of made some major decisions uh, from just my time in December about what I'm going to do next year to, you know, be who I want to be. And so absolutely for me, it's about doubling down on 
I don't want to say self-care because that's so easy for people to kind of slough off or think it's bullshit. But um, parenting myself, taking care of myself, speaking up, saying I'm, I'm at my limit. And I am the boundaries person, but there is always room to improve relationships. And speaking up and saying I, this is what I need is something that I want to continue to improve upon. Yeah, you know what? I think that is so good. Um, you know, the whole thing of fear of success, I think that happens a lot in recovery because I think, you know, typically the background of somebody who gets sober, there's been some sort of wreckage there, even if it was internal, yes. even if mm -hmm. it's the perception, even if nothing happened, there was no DUI, car crash, broken family, whatever, broken friendships, right. even if all that is intact, sometimes there's this feeling of like, ooh, that was scary mm -hmm. how close I got to really oh, yes. killing myself, right? Like I look back on it now, having a teenager looking at myself in the teens going, oh, geez, like I that was totally out of control. Like, so I think there's this gut reaction to say like, you know what, if I don't go, if I make sure that everything is safe around me, mm -hmm. then everything is gonna be okay. But the reality right. is that doesn't work either because then you just relent, resent yourself because you could do more, you yes. know, because yes. you, you could do more. One of the, th one of the hardest th questions and I like that life lesson, I learned about success. I learned that that was something that happened several years ago with me is that I had to kind of be honest with myself said, well, you know what? Like if I'm not getting what I want, it's because I'm not participating in that enough um, right. in order to make that happen. And it was choices like, and I think it's real brave for you to look at that because you have to really be honest with yourself, say, okay, well, what do I really want at the end of the day? Right? Like, cause if you don't know what you want, what ends up happening is you're just really upset at yourself that you're not getting something that you don't know you want. And that's insanity is yes. not achieving something you didn't know you really want. Like that's insanity. And it's just confusion. What I find. And confusion in recovery sucks because it it's does. dangerous for us it, and it puts us on guard exactly and gets us that much closer to a relapse and you know uh i i have a, a more of a harm reduction kind of viewpoint as i continue to have more sobriety and work with people but the reality is a slip can kill us and so we got to take it seriously, right? We have to be careful and make sure that we are safeguarding our heart and our soul and our energy. And, you know, not knowing what you want is a hallmark of a recovering codependent. <laughs> it totally yeah. is. Well, you know what I found is not knowing what I want brings me frustration and it creates an mm -hmm. inner dialogue for me that says, it, it makes me ask questions and, you know, we know if, if any of you have been to any of the events that we do or rooms that we've got on recovered life, you know, Christina and I both talk about the quality of the question you ask yourself is the quality of right. your life that you're going to have in that question. Right? So if the question keeps coming back, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? I've tried really hard this year and I fail a lot. I mean, I do, <laughs> but I was more successful this year in asking different questions. Like, you know, I think in the past, the whole thing was success and achieving things. Um, mm -hmm. I would achieve a lot, but I would not give myself the self-care credit to be able to sit down and say, wow, look at all the things that I did. I'd only focus on 
what was wrong, what I didn't achieve. And th this leads me into my big one. If you want to hear the big yes, fail that I, I had do. this year, I, cause you know, it wasn't really the success in achieving. I felt like I achieved a lot this year. It was a transition year. So I didn't hit certain benchmarks that I had perceived that I would, but I was yes. okay because I saw that the work I was doing was going to lead to that success in a bigger way later. Right. So I was fine investing in that. But the, but the thing is the big thing that I felt that I failed in is that I wanted to have more fun. My whole thing was fun <laughs> and I picked fun. Now get this crap. Okay. This you just did. tells you, you my timing. I picked fun three, two years in a row during a pandemic. Like, <laughs> come on, you can't travel. You can't, you can't go see people or interact with them, right? Which was a big thing that I used to do. Um, mm -hmm. you, you, you're wearing a mask. You can't do, you know, like it just sucks. And I, and I was like, why did I pick this? Like, am I, do I have like some sort of self-hatred? Like why would right. I pick, you know, fun, but it was interesting. I do feel like I fell short. I felt like, um, now in my life, Christina, I feel that experiences Mm -hmm. are really where it's at for me. And there were a couple big experiences that I wanted to do. And I did, I had some really cool ones, uh, but there were some big experiences that I wanted to do that I just, honestly, I wanted it, but I didn't, I guess not wanted enough to integrate it into my life and okay. integrating fun into my life for me is it's work because Mm -hmm. like I enjoy what I do and it's fun. Like I like doing the recovery mm -hmm. life show. I like being an entrepreneur. I like, you know, doing the businesses that I have. So I do get, I get reward out, but I, there's other things outside of that. And I felt like this year I just didn't hit it in the area of fun that I really wanted to, if that makes sense. Uh, you're talking to the queen right now. The difference between you and I is I enjoyed the pandemic because it kept, you know, like I got real comfortable in sitting at home. Um, and one of my, my anxieties is social anxiety and, uh, getting out there and doing things. And so I'm glad that you said, you know, that you struggled with that. I think it's funny, the contrast of picking it in a year that you can't go out and do things, but it, it is true. I think people think that um, people with substance abuse disorder or alcoholics, however you identify, are all about the fun. And they don't understand that actually that's really, really scary. That's why I lubricated with alcohol, because I didn't know how to do it. And, uh, you know, I think so often we pick a contrast of where we want to go that is such a big chasm and I know we'll have many shows on this, that it's actually really important because, you know, I had a lot of sorrow and I remember picking the word joy and it was a little too much of a leap for me. And I'm, I'm, I'm really being serious here. It was too much pressure. And now I look at, okay, I, I had a lot of sorrow. I want to move toward kind of acceptance and grace. And then, you know, maybe even anger about some of the things. And then maybe I can get to joy. Uh, so uh, I, I just think that it's awesome. Are you picking fun again for this year? You know, I am now in all fairness, <clears throat> I picked fun. I picked fun mm -hmm. before the pandemic happened and I was into it. I was actually practicing. And then the pandemic happened and I put a pause on that for a year and then okay. picked it up again. Right. Like, so 
I, I thought, well, okay, I'm just going to put this in. It was kind of fun and joy, but I have to tell mm -hmm. you something. And if anybody's listened to this podcast, that has got over, let's just say five, 10 years of recovery. Um, mm -hmm. This is, this is interesting because everybody knows I've got old school, which happens mm -hmm. Thursdays at 7 PM. It's for anyone who's got over three years of recovery. So just definitely check it out at recovered life. If that's you and want to attend that. Um, but what's great about this is I hear from other people who have more time than me. So there's many people in old school that have over 29 years, right? Like, so, right. you know, Amazing. It, so what's good about this is that there's a lot of sobriety there and I'm not for number dictates uh, the experience of your sobriety. Cause I know a lot of people who have 30 years that are friggin' miserable, like, you know, 20s, right. right? But it, what it does do with, with this particular thing with old school, these are all high achieving people. These are all people right. who are out doing it, making it happen. They're very into it. Right. Um, and you know, what's funny, Christina, we had a whole topic about fun and joy. And right. I would say 85%, 90% of the people that were in there all expressed the same problem that they, oh, I that it. they all expressed the same problem about how they felt sometimes disconnected in their recovery from joy that it had become very rote and you got to stay mm -hmm. sober. Then you get past that. Then it's not about really like I, you know, and anybody who's listening to this who has new recovery. Look, I don't wake up every day and say, today's the day I'm going out. I don't, I, but I have an awareness that it's possible for me to go out. So that's why I asked for another day of sobriety, mm -hmm. right? Like, so I, it's in my consciousness that it's not, uh, impossible, right? Like, but I don't right. run around every day worrying that I'm going to go, right? Like, that's not the life that I wanted in recovery. It's not the life that I work for. And it's not the life that I have. So, uh, that took time, right? But I will tell you the mm -hmm. joy thing and happiness, I think more people suffer from it. Look at all of the suicide rates right now. Look at all of, it's crazy yeah, right now, the level of unhappiness that's in the world, mm -hmm. Christina. It really, really is. And, you know, as you're saying that, I have to be honest, um, if I had listened to us uh, the first couple years of my um, of my recovery, I think I would have thought, those aren't real problems. What are you talking about? But after you've been around for a while, you realize that is part of it. I mean, that is a big part of it. The foundation and how you choose to live your life is really uh, the connection to staying sober and having recovery. And so to all the people that have, you know, something more critical going on in their lives, we understand. I've certainly had months where if somebody had come to me and said, you need to work on your fun, I might have, you know, went off. Um, I've shared that before because it feels like it's tone death. But after a while, I now know it is as essential for me to find fun and joy in my life and pleasure as it is for me to go out and be of service and do other things. Because we don't want people to come into recovery and see miserable people or people that are just so driven that they have zero balance in their life. And so it is important to talk about this. Absolutely. It is. And you know what? Look, this has been a great episode, Christina. Um, I love doing these um, because we talk about what's going on with us. And I think that right. that's how people relate, right? Is like, you have to be honest about what's going on. And 
Um, I thought, you know, in a recap, uh, and I'd, and I'd love to hear your recap too. I thought 2022, uh, one of the best things that happened to me in 2022 was recovered life, uh, being able mm -hmm. to do the show with you, being able to be involved in the recovered life community. It's so exciting. It gave a whole different perspective to my recovery and, uh, service and being involved with people that were in recovery. And it's been a lot of fun. And I thought overall, I, I, I don't feel like I felt a little bit like towards the end of the year, it's like, Oh, I survived it, which is, I don't like <laughs> to feel that in my life. Right. But there was a little bit of that. It was tough. Like, and to be honest with you, I thought transitions for me sometimes are tough. And I felt that it was a big transition year, but there was a lot of really good stuff there. And I, you know, my, my job over this next week personally is to really focus on all the amazing things that came out of 2022. Absolutely. It's kind of like that mall map, right? We've got to figure out where we are before we can figure out where we want to go. Because if we don't know that, it doesn't matter where the story is on the map, right? And so it's an essential exercise for everybody to do a review and to, you know, go ahead and reaffirm where you want to go next. It is a mature response. It is what we do. And it's not self-centered. And it, it and we have to slow down in order to be able to move forward. And it's a paradox, but I agree with you. All right, guys, this has been an amazing show. Thank you, everybody. Uh that has you know participated in the recovered life show we had some amazing we're going to do another year in review just about what happened during the show because there was all right. so much great stuff there um so everybody who's participated everybody who's listened we'd like to thank you so much uh for supporting recovered life and we hope that you connect with us in the community at recoveredlife.us just a little snapshot here this is going to be an amazing recovered yes. life year Christina, you and I have got so much great stuff coming up, so much great content. Uh, thank you, everyone who participates and follows. Send it to a friend that can use this recovery message. Everybody, yes. go out and live your best recovered life. We're going to see a lot of you in 2023. Well Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life. Recovered Life is a peer support network with direct access to top recovery coaches, content, community, and quality peer support meetings that can be accessed virtually. Whether you're pursuing a 12-step program, not involved in 12 steps, spiritual, agnostic, atheist, or just trying to figure it out, you're welcome here. Sign up today and access unlimited group meetings for only $19.99 a month. And because we know you'll love it, we're offering you your first 30 days for free. Don't wait. Visit recoveredlife.us and become a member today.